You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers Winky Tuesday edition. My guest is Nick Winkler. Joins me every week here, the voice of the fan, Nick Winkler. And uh, he, he would not put a grade on 49ers free agency because there was no news on Trent Williams yet last time we spoke. So I'm going to ask Nick how he feels now about the free agent haul so far for the 49ers after the end of wave one of free agency. And most of the big names around the NFL have signed. At BD Peacock on Twitter is where you can find me. At Bay Area Wink is where you can find Nick Winkler. And we are going to dip into the mailbag today as well. And those are the places, uh, the best places to get to us. Maybe some, I think there's some emails we should get to as well, Nick. Uh, Let's bring on the sounder. Let's bring on today's guest. Nicholas Winkler, come on down. All right, Nick, what's the grade? I asked you if it was an A. I think it was a a listener maybe asked us what the grade was, A or A-plus for the 49ers and free agency. Since we spoke, they figured out the offensive line. That is now set with Trent Williams at left tackle. What is it, six years, $138 million. Got some notes from him from his press conference Tuesday. Alex Mack will play center on a three-year, $14.8 million contract, among others. We'll go through the signings, but right now, Nick, what is your grade for the 49ers and free agency? Yeah, I was going to say, don't leave out, you know, the Aaron Donald kryptonite of Dan Brunskill. All right, we got to make sure well, he's Brunny's included still on in there. He's, he's just going to play right guard, and he, he shouldn't be playing center anyways. So, yeah, yeah, all the better. No, obviously it's an A. I mean, it could get to an A-plus very, very easily, and it just takes one more signing for me, and it's K1 Williams. K1 is the big one left. Actually, yeah. I want to talk about Jaquaski Tart because I got dupes, Nick. Ooh, I don't know if you listened happened? to yesterday's show, but... The Tart signing happened, and uh, everywhere said it was a one-year deal. And I saw a tweet from Ian Rappaport that somebody just retweeted back at me saying, like, what are you talking about two years? And I was like, man, I saw it from Rappaport on Twitter. It was Rappaport official. That was a three-year-old tweet that was making oh. its rounds yesterday from the last time Tart signed a deal. And I was thinking, that seems like... <laughs> Seems like a large deal for Tart to be getting right now in this offseason the way it is. So, yeah, it actually turns out it's a one-year contract for Jaquaski Tart. So I do want to uh, to get that out there and uh, and remedy that mistake that I put out there on the airwaves yesterday. Yeah, I mean, Brian, there were two things we were most concerned about going into this offseason. That was the offensive line and the secondary. And they've addressed mostly all of that. Like, you love the Mac signing. You love Trent Williams coming back. You love Mosley and Verrett. Like, even bringing back Dante Johnson makes a whole lot of sense. You know, Drew Quisky Tart. Like, there's been a lot of great moves that the 49ers have done. You got to lock up that slot corner, though, especially in the West. You know, you've got a bunch of teams that like to run that three wide receiver set, and you're going to need that third cornerback to come out there in the nickel and the dime and just, you know, really lock down that slot receiver. And, and that's K1 to a T. Dante Johnson, don't leave him out. Yeah, no, he he could definitely come out there and play, but come on, we, we want we want K Wan over Dante Johnson. <laughs> no, I know, I just yeah. <laughs> everyone everyone forgets about Dante Johnson. He's not going anywhere, man. He is yeah. he is re-signed <laughs> with the 49ers for one more year at age thirty. And another name today added to the list: Zach Kerr, a large human being from the Carolina Panthers, bounced around a little bit. Has uh, been in Indy and he's been in Denver. And I think Arizona for a time, maybe a large defensive lineman. I think he's played some three, four defensive end. I think he'll compete with DJ Jones with a little bit at that one technique nose. And he's, you know, depending on where you look, he's six two, anywhere from 310 to 330 pounds. So he's a large dude. 
and he's been disruptive throughout his career. So another one-year signing for the 49ers and solidifying the center of the defensive line. They have some depth now in the middle, maybe some room. I think, I don't think they've really cornered themselves into a position in the draft, but I think it's pretty clear that safety is not the position they want to be screwing around with in the draft. They've done enough Mm -hmm. to have at least a couple guys come out and start if they were to play a game tomorrow at cornerback, but I would still imagine corner is a possibility at 12. I would still imagine defensive end is a possibility at 12 because Samson Abukam is still more of a rotational guy. He's not making a ton of money. He's only on a two-year contract. And obviously, you know, D Ford's probably not in the plans at all. Restructured his deal, though, to help the 49ers out with the salary cap. And then quarterback is is always going to be in play for the 49ers. But I think they've done work around those positions to where they don't have to take one of those, but it's they still can't take any of those. Yeah, you know, I like the DJ Jones re-signing as well. I've mm-hmm. always been a DJ Jones fan. Uh, Kerry Hyder's still out there. You know, that that's a name that makes a whole lot of sense to bring back if you're the 49ers. Yeah, I wonder what's going on with Hyder because I, and here's... Uh, Maybe he wants too much. I don't know if I saved it. Let me see if I saved the tweet. There, there was a little bit of an angry tweet I got today about uh, about podcasts. He, he, he lumped this podcast in with all of the the podcast basically saying that you guys were, were claiming that the sky was falling and the salary cap what? and it turned out that it didn't matter and and you were just doing it for ratings or something like that um and does he I, listen to this podcast <laughs> well i, I would just want to say that also <laughs> i mean it, it's real but it doesn't just affect one team the entire right. league has to play sure. under the same salary cap rules and there's a reason we're seeing a record number of one-year contracts and we're seeing the 49ers we're giving them an a-plus they didn't even they hardly signed any outside free agents. I mean, right. most years you don't get an A plus for just re-signing your own guys. Yeah, I mean, if you're a fan of 2019 and like running it back, you know, I mean, this is a really good looking team, you know, to to make a push at the Super Bowl. And and, you know, they they solidified a bunch of areas of need. Also, you mentioned quarterback for the 49ers. This just in, I'm just seeing this. 49er fans can breathe a sigh of relief. They will not be signing an elite quarterback. Joe Flacco what? signed with the Eagles. Wow. They let him out of the building. You knew it yeah, wasn't going to happen. I can't believe it. That's what happens, man. I kind of miss those days of free agency where it was like, remember you would hear about, okay, so-and-so went to Washington. Uh-oh. They, you know, and, and this yeah. stays overnight. And it's like they're whining them and dining them and making offers. And they don't want to let him get on the plane because if he gets on the plane, he might go somewhere else and sign with the next team. And that's kind of what happened to a much lesser degree with Joe Flacco. It was sort of an old school thing where he came, did a workout, they hung out, he stayed overnight. The next day he flies out to Philadelphia and they let him get away and he signed with the Eagles. Okay, so I wonder what they signed him for. I don't know. I'm seeing I'm, I'm he looking signed, here, but I'm not see seeing what the dollar amount is. I'm getting yeah. I mean, it's a one year contract, just like every other contract we're seeing that that aren't the top guys, I'm sure. But uh I, yeah, there's no numbers yet. Yeah, that's that's a guy. It would have been nice to have that veteran backup coming coming in if anything happens, obviously. But yeah, it, it, I saw a lot of panic amongst Niner Twitter. They were just like, "Oh no, Flacco, don't do it! No, no." <laughs> yeah, the Forty Nine ers saw him in person. Kyle Shanahan's like, "No, you're too tall, dude. You're you're." A good oh my man. gosh, I'm seeing a picture of Zach Kerr here. He is a huge. He's large, right? He's, he's got w- that sand in the pants. <laughs> he's got sand in the pants. He's got sand in a lot of places, and <laughs> he's, he's the Sandman. I love the guys where their jersey just can't possibly fit. Yeah, because it yeah, has to be just, really tight around like the shoulder piece pads. Of his equipment is yeah. too small. Yeah, and the shoulder pads aren't are less wide than his actual shoulders. <laughs> right, they don't make pads big enough for this guy. This is great. This is a guy you want plugging up the middle. 
Absolutely, yeah. So uh, that is Zach Kerr. So they, the Niners got some beef up front. They do have some beef up front, and they, they re-signed the best left tackle in the league. Uh, some more notes on Trent Williams. He was speaking to the media. Actually, I think he's still speaking to the media as we're recording this podcast right now and uh, talking about how he did get some flirtation from some other teams. And basically, once the Kansas City Chiefs came down with their biggest offer, he actually called Kyle Shanahan and he promised Kyle Shanahan, look, I'm not going to sign somewhere else until I talk to you about it. He said, all right, Kyle, uh, we got to do this because there's not a lot of time for you guys to screw around here. And uh, they made it happen. And he actually was in Cabo with Mike Shanahan, his former head coach (laughs) in Washington, uh, on vacation a few weeks ago before free agency started, too. So he's tight. He, He called the Shanahan's a family. Looks like another backup quarterback, Marcus Mariota, expected to re-sign with uh, Las Vegas. So they did cut him, and then he's signing right back. See, that's one that really really interested me for the 49ers is Marcus Mariota. And I'm Mm -hmm. surprised that he wanted to go right back there. Uh, I would think that, you know, it depends on what that number is. But, man, that's the one that made the most sense, I think, after he was cut from Las Vegas to uh, to come in on a number that made sense and could be somebody that could win some games and could even stick around for a little bit with the 49ers. Yeah, yeah, I'd be very much okay with that, but it didn't it didn't really work out. So, unfortunate, but you know, you you move on and uh yeah, there's just a, a lot of craziness going on in the NFL right now, which is a, a lot of fun. Uh you see team guys jumping around. How about this? I, I you know, we haven't talked about it yet cuz it happened after last week's show, but this is this is a crazy one for me. Like, how do you explain the difference in contracts that Juju Smith Schuster got and Kenny Galladay got? Oh, you like, know what? That's a that's a good one. Hold on. Let's pause here. We'll come back, talk a little bit about that, and talk about the Twitter reaction right now to Joe Flacco not signing with the 49ers, which is kind of funny. So uh and we'll get to some of your questions out there. We've got a lot of Twitter questions to get to and email on this Winky Tuesday. It is draft season, draft boards being set, pro days happening all over college football, cities around the country. You want to put your GM hat on, think you know where prospects are going to go? They've got NFL draft props at betonline.ag. NFL futures, who will win the Super Bowl next year? College football, futures, NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, and of course, March Madness. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And even beyond sports, Awards shows, TV shows, reality television, table games, poker, you name it, betonline.ag has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. Sign up free. Go to betonline.ag or use your mobile device. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Remember, use promo code LOCKEDON when you sign up at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I call it a Winky Tuesday. This is, you know, an afternoon, evening pod. If you listen in the mornings, this might still be a Winky Wednesday to you. So happy Wednesday, if that is the case. And uh, Zach Kerr is one of your new defensive tackles. And Joe Flacco is not your backup quarterback in San Francisco. He's going to the Philadelphia Eagles. And fans are ecstatic about this. Like, this is just a backup quarterback <laughs> that was going to sign a one-year deal. Fans are, like, gleeful right now that... That, that Joe Flacco is not going to be a 49er. Like, I'm a little surprised about that because I don't think it would have really changed anything. He was just going to be a body on the roster and someone who is better than than C.J. Beathard, which is all the 49ers need if they're going to roll back with with Jimmy Garoppolo. But fans were were just did not want any part of an elite quarterback like that in Joe Flacco, apparently. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't get it because he's a solid backup quarterback. Like Joe Flacco could still play in the NFL right now, and he's, you know, head and shoulders better than Mullins and, and Beathard. So, I, yeah, it just seems a bit a bit funny to me. Maybe it's more of like a, they're still bitter about the Super Bowl from, what, seven, eight from, years oh, ago? That's true. Yeah, I didn't think about that angle from, yeah, from that, that what a wild Super Bowl that was. I mean, they should I be know. more mad about at Anquan Bolden, and he came over and signed with the 49ers because he made the biggest yeah, play call. in that game. Yeah, I mean, everybody became a Beyonce fan that day, right? At least 49er fans. <laughs> Do you shut that yeah. power down? Oh, yeah, she shut it down, man. Atta girl. Okay, here it is. It is one year, three and a half million fully guaranteed for Joe Flacco. Okay, yeah. That, that seems like good backup quarterback veterans you know, salary right there. If Joe Flacco was the 49ers backup last year, what is their record? Oh, I think they'd have been a lot better, don't you? I think they would have won a lot of those close games. I think so. Yeah. You know, there was also a couple games there Trent Williams missed that, you know, that that definitely showed very shown brightly when he wasn't in there. Um, but yeah, I just I don't think you could have played a whole lot worse than Mullins played in, in, you know, three or four of those football games last year. By the way, one more quote here from Trent Williams about the new center for the 49ers. He said every time Kyle has been successful, his center has been the driving force behind that. The center is the brain trust of our offense and offensive line. So um, there we go. That's that's the guy who's the highest paid and the best at his position in the league, talking about how valuable somebody who plays a couple spots over is on that offensive line. And that's the way it's always been with Shanahan's offense. And we talked about a lot on the shows. Like he values centers and he spends money on it. And that's obviously a very important position to him, which is why the 49ers can't afford to spend on a guard either if they're drafting first round tackles and spending big time free agent dollars and trading for offensive tackles and centers they can't be spending that much on the guards so they got to get good cheap play out of their guards probably going forward for a long time yeah 49ers have locked up a, a lot of great guys to some of the richest contracts right fullback tackle center tight end yeah yeah i like that you, it just it always to- feels like I don't know. For for the longest time, it always felt like the Niners were the, not the team going out and spending a bunch of money. Right. No. You know, well, remember the end of the bulky era? They had the most yeah. money to spend and weren't signing anybody, and they were a bad. Yeah, they team were sitting on, on like it. thirty million dollars. Like, what are you doing? Sixty million? What are you doing? I think there was a cash flow issue when they were opening the new stadium. I, I have it has right. to be something like that, and I haven't really gotten a full report on what that was or if that was just sort of you know. Bulky also had that ego where he just thought he was going to build everything through the draft, and that he was the draft ninja. Didn't turn out well. <laughs> He was not. He was like Beverly Hills Ninja. How would you feel if the 49ers drafted a five foot seven wide receiver in round two? Uh, I mean, if he's great with the three cone, right? He's <laughs> he in. His three cone is absurd. <laughs> his three cone is absurd. Rondale Moore out of Purdue just, I mean, ran a 429 at his pro day today. Doesn't he have like a ridiculous vertical lead? Yeah, 42 and a half inch vertical. I mean, the guy's just got springs. He's super explosive, but he would be a gadget player. He ran a 6.65 three cone, which is one of the fastest I've ever seen. But you would expect someone who's that close to the ground being able to maneuver quickly, right, in short areas. (laughs) It's science. He's got top speed as well, but he would be that hybrid guy. Like if you put that him in that role that Debo played last year and then let Debo play more of an outside traditional wide receiver role and let Rondale Moore be the gadget guy in the slot and do those other fun things and hand him the ball, I could see Kyle Shanahan loving that. I... They're just short guys don't go that high. And I feel like he's going to be one of the highest drafted short wide receivers in a while at five foot seven. And we're not talking about five foot seven and seven eights. He was five foot seven flat. Yeah. I think you, you said the word in there that it would be, I think it'd be fun. 
like to watch that guy working in a Shanahan offense. That'd be cool. Shanahan loves his gadget players too. Like yeah. He'll spend money on a fullback. He'll spend money on a slot short wide receiver. So I wouldn't be shocked. I would much prefer him in the third or fourth round. Uh, he's had some injury problems in his career, but um, I, he might not get out of the top 50 to 75 picks either. So That'd be wild yeah. if he went that high up. If I had to guess, he'll probably go between the 49ers picks in round two and round three right now. Okay. All Maybe right. if they're able to so add he, another pick or trade down from round two. But, man, a second round would be a little bit high for uh, just a 100% fully gadget player. So I want to keep asking you. Maybe we'll do this every week. I'll just chime in and see where you're at. So right now, all things being equal, what's happening with this number 12 pick, in your opinion? Here's what's rough is one of the, my favorite prospects for the 49ers at that position just had back surgery, Caleb mm-hmm. Farley, corner from Virginia. I'm not sure that... I'm not sure the 49ers can screw around with anybody who's got injury concerns. Right. And and he so he still might be gone before the 49ers pick. I thought he was the number one corner just because he's so stupidly explosive and athletic, but he opted out of 2020. He won't have any workouts now. He's supposed to be ready for training camp, but you know, how much will that hurt his stock? I have a feeling he might fall a little bit and that leaves one corner, which is maybe one or two corners, JC Horn from South Carolina. 49ers definitely like drafting guys from South Carolina. He's got they do. the right mentality the 49ers would like. He's got some physicality. He's got some size. We'll see what kind of workouts uh, he puts in. But Alabama's pro day was today. And Patrick Sertan, the second, had a really nice workout. 4-4-6, 39-inch vertical. Uh, he, he just he worked out really well. 6'2", 200, over 200 pounds. I think it's 208 pounds. So just size and athleticism. And, you know, he's been, you know, he's got technique. He's been playing corner his whole life and his dad played corner in the NFL and he's been coached up well and just plug and play starting corner. I think he's going to be gone before the 49ers pick. And if Farley was the only other guy that I felt really good about, I think I know my guy, Eric Crocker and, and he's the DB expert and he loves JC Horn. So maybe Horn, it would be in play there at pick 12 for the 49ers. Um, that might be where some of the defensive ends start flying off the board, but it's still quarterback first for me. And mm-hmm. if, if one of those top four quarterbacks is there, I think you do it. I think the 49ers maybe with trying to fill out the rest of their roster might be putting themselves in a position to make a move for quarterback. And so with no backup quarterback right now, and I've talked about it, that's the best plan. I mean, yeah. And maybe that's why everyone's so excited about Nojo Flacco. Cause that means their backup quarterback might be there. Also their future starting quarterback. And that'd be the player they would draft in round one. And, and that's the biggest upside for the 49ers would be to draft their next star quarterback. And then that way you for sure have a good quarterback this year. And then you have a competition going into next year, or you just flat out have the next star quarterback. If you hit on that guy that you drafted at pick 12. So ideally yeah, one you of those clear guys, up a lot of cap space. If yeah. That and it's, and, and yeah, that's the benefit of not only do you have your next young quarterback for 15 years, you also have a cheap quarterback. That's a star that you don't have to pay $30 million to for the next four years. And so you can do all those other things like pay Warner and pay Trent Williams and pay Nick Bosa and everybody else. You have to pay in the meantime. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. All right. By far. But I mean, there's the Watson trades, which by the way is now a bananas situation. And that's definitely not happening for anybody for a while. And and, uh, Watson might not have his own choice whether or not to sit out because he might be forced to sit out at this point. Nobody's trading for him right now. So the 49ers, and this is the way it was going to have to go unless some trade was done before the draft is they have to go into it thinking that there's no other, there's no other better quarterback available out there and except for the player that they draft and develop. And I, right. and, and that's also the highest upside, even over trading for a great current quarterback, draft the next great current quarterback. That's an even better plan because you use less resources in, in draft and 
they're cheap for four years. Yeah, no, I, I like that plan. And, you know, it, it'd be nice to, to run it back one more time with Jimmy G, you know, like you said, with a guy sitting behind him, you know, a, a great young talent ready to go if something happens or just sitting and not playing. We, we saw in Kansas City how well that worked for Mahomes, you know, it, it does happen. It can happen. By the way, this quote just coming in from uh, 49ers Twitter, uh, this quote from, I'm seeing it on Matt Mayoko's Twitter, South Carolina cornerback J.C. Horn, the son of Joe Horn. We just talked about him as potentially mm-hmm. being a possibility for the Niners at 12. He said when asked about the 49ers, quote, it would be a, a blessing to play for the 49ers. We played a lot of man, a lot of cover three, a lot of single high man here. So I feel like it would, wouldn't be that hard of a transition. So what I love about this is not only does he know the X's and O's of what his own team is doing, he knows the X's and O's of the team like the 49ers in the NFL he might be drafted by. This sounds like a smart player that knows, you know, knows his stuff and has put in the film study. And obviously a fun, a son of a former player. Uh, he wasn't a son of a corner, but uh, he was a son of a wide receiver, probably went out in the backyard and tried to cover dad a time or two. The only thing I don't like about J.C. Horn, and I don't think they've had their pro day yet, if they have, Tweet at me, at BD Peacock. I want to see what those numbers are. Um, I don't know about the top speed. I want to see how that all, all that athleticism looks and, you know, and see if he checks all those boxes. He is very grabby. And is he making up for a lack of coverability by grabbing and, and trying to mug college receivers a ton? Because that's not going to play in the NFL because he's going right. to get, A, he's going to get beat, and B, he's going to get flagged to death. And I know how you hate flags, Nick. So uh, <laughs> you don't want this guy who's just a flag magnet at corner either. <laughs> Man, you were really selling me too. I was like, okay, you say Crocker likes him. Okay. Oh, X, X, uh, dad's an X player. I remember Joe Horn shirt, but then you start mentioning flags, dude, and now I'm out. I'm off it. The, yeah, Joe Horn did the famous, um, the cell phone thing, right? Cell phone, yeah. sure. Yeah. Of course. What I think he was be, on my fantasy league, uh, team that year. What would be the new version of that? Put on like an Apple Watch. Apple thing? Watch, yeah. <laughs> An Apple Watch, and he shows the receiver a replay of his interception that he just made, or something. Be funny if somebody busted out. Remember those Google glasses? Remember, like that'd be funny. <laughs> we all retro throwback fail. Google glass. Remember those things? Yeah, no, I remember that. Yeah, people neck, like neck injuries and stuff. People were getting beat up if they wore those in yeah. public at bars because they yeah. thought because other people thought they were recording them and stuff, and that that was like one of I the remember. biggest fails of all time. Maybe a little ahead of their time. I can see something like that happening at some point in the future, but. It was like, yeah, okay, we found the line and we crossed it with technology. We're not going to. Well, do people that. were like spraining their necks and stuff too, because you had to like tweak your head to the side to activate things. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they, like you said, just a little bit ahead of their time. Outsmarted themselves with that one. There you go. All right, your questions coming up on this Tuesday edition of Locked On Forty ers I really love when things are made easy for me, like they are at RockAuto.com, because I like to be a do-it-yourselfer with a lot of things in life. Not the greatest when it comes to cars. It's amazing because you can find everything you need so easily. It's a no-nonsense website at rockauto.com. Find exactly what you need. Know that the prices are going to be low, and they always reliably are. Was it a rough winter on your vehicle? You need some new wiper blades. You need uh, a new tail lamp. You need new tires. Whatever you need. Jumper cables. Big parts. Small parts, engine control modules, whatever those are. They have them at rockauto.com for your specific car or truck. Why spend up to twice as much for the same 
parts. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com We are getting into the enticing eight in the 2021 Built Bar Bracket. What is your favorite flavor? Go to builtbar.com or at bar underscore built on Twitter to vote. Today's matchup, coconut brownie chunk versus lemon almond cheesecake. All the coconut flavors making a strong run in this tourney. All the peanut butter flavors, to my dismay, have been eliminated. What flavor of Built Bar will reign supreme? Find out at builtbar.com. And while you're there, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next box of Built Bars, which are high in protein, high in fiber, yet low in calorie and low in sugar, while somehow not sacrificing any wonderful taste. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Nick, to tie up some things here, Kerr, this mm-hmm. from our buddy Jeff Dini, who is a friend of the program and a PFF analyst. He said that uh, Zach Kerr, 49ers' new defensive lineman, was actually Carolina's top-graded defensive player last season. Not just defensive lineman, defensive player with an 84.1 grade, racked up 19 quarterback pressures in 209 pass rush snaps, as well as 13 run stops. And uh, I believe his pressure rate was even better than DJ Jones's. So maybe even some competition, not just backing up Jones and Jones has been injured a lot. So I think that was important. And that was something I thought the 49ers might, you know, spend a mid late round pick on was a sort of a nose type defensive tackle, similarly to where they got uh, DJ Jones, but now they just found that player in free agency instead. Yeah. I mean, even if it's a a rotation, you know, keep both guys fresh and they split you know, snaps right down the middle or something. I'd love that. Yeah, that's this sounds like a really good kind of low key signing for the 49ers. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. I'm into it. Would you rather see the 49ers run it back again with Tart at strong safety and Ward at free safety? Or would you rather have Tart play sort of a, a hybrid linebacker position that we saw Marcel Harris play a little bit of last year, sort of a dime linebacker and be the third safety on the field and have Ward playing a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage in base and have Tarvarius Moore playing free safety? Yeah, I kind of like Ward a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage. I feel like that that's where he kind of excels. He's he likes to hit and he's fast and quick and I feel like that is more his style, right? Yeah, I like it. I like it too. Yeah, I, I kind of like him. And maybe here's the other thing, no Kwan, maybe Ward's your slot guy. Oh, yeah, you're right. But does he is he excel there? I mean, I feel like he's more I don't know if he's the cover guy, you know, like I he could lock he, I mean, somebody he's got that down. Cornerback and, yeah. you know, he's got a lot of the same abilities. He's fast and he's played outside corner and he's tough. And he's got a lot of the same qualities that makes k a good nickel guy, too. That's true. So, I, I, I think, just like the Yeah, I like the Tart resigning. I think it makes a whole lot of sense. I think they could mix, mix and match. And I wonder if signing Tart was a way to make up for not being able to sign k because they can rotate the safeties in that way and use Ward a little bit more in the slot. I don't know. Just thinking out loud here. Do you think Kwan's just holding out? He's not getting the the offer he wants right now. He's got a lot of interested parties playing yeah, him against I think each other. Kerry Hyder might be a similar situation yeah. where they're like, "Look, I, I think I played at a level that I deserve this much, but that money's right. not out there yet. So let's just hold on before we resign with the 49ers on a cheap one year deal again." It makes a whole lot of sense. I mean, both guys had really good seasons last year. San Fran Sooner here on Twitter says, "What would you give up?" to move up for Fields or Wilson? Two firsts and two thirds, question mark? How far will you go? I think it's imperative that we finally solve the quarterback puzzle, even if 
or fan morale only. And then he says in parentheses, Fields and prayer emoji. What do you think? Justin Fields or Zach Wilson, how far do you move up? What do you give up? I mean, if you really think that they're the guy that's going to be the quarterback for the next decade, it, you can't really put a price tag on that, right? I mean, you you give up a couple of firsts because, especially in this regime, the first haven't been the best picks for the 49ers. So. Well, look at it. So it's seeming like Zach Wilson is going to go number two to the Jets. So okay. getting up to the Jets would be so pricey from number 12. Two firsts and two thirds might not do it. Oof. So two firsts and two thirds. I mean, well, because you're moving up with one of the firsts. So essentially you're you're giving up 12 plus next year's first, a third this year, and a third next year. And you're still keeping your second rounder this year and your second next year. So it's not terrible to hold on to your twos is pretty important. So it's not a bad offer. How high can you go for two firsts and two thirds? Well, actually, why don't you talk for a second while I pull up the old trade chart? I'll see what the trade chart says about it. But it's why I've always said all along that one of the quarterbacks they like has to fall to you know six or seven because that's so much cheaper than going up to say two or three or four. Yeah, and that just that seems possible. I mean, the way you put it makes a whole lot of sense. Like, yeah, you, you're not really giving up this year's first because you're you're still getting a first. You're actually getting a better first. So it, it, when you say two firsts, it's actually really just one first next year and then a couple of thirds. Which right. when you put it that way, like that's not that bad of a deal. I mean, that that's three players. Yeah. But it's also possibly your franchise quarterback. Yeah, you can miss. Of course. I mean, that, that's a risk you take at every single draft position. But with, with what you've got right now in Jimmy Garoppolo, he, he's probably not the future of your franchise. He's the present. He's a, he's a good quarterback. He can definitely make a run. We've seen it happen. But he also can't stay healthy. So if you are going to have a backup quarterback, it's got to be somebody that you're going to be prepared to run out on the field this upcoming year. So if you're going to draft a quarterback, give up a little bit. Don't, don't wait for a guy in the second or third round and hope that he's this guy that, that you wanted to be go for that, that top prospect, the 49ers in, in my, maybe I'm missing something or not. I don't know if they've ever done anything like this, put together a package to move up that far in the draft, like a couple of future firsts or anything. I, I just, I don't think that's ever been done. It'd be kind of fun to see the 49ers do it just because you see all these other teams do it all the time. You're like, Oh, that's a lot. But then when they hit, it's like, it's, it's really not that big of a deal. Right. That's why when we were doing fictitious Watson trades earlier on in the off season, it was like, man, you already know. So even if it's three yeah. first rounders, it's okay because you already know this is rough because it's double whammy. You might miss on the quarterback right. and you gave up, you know, what should be four starters and you're in, in those four picks that you use to, to go up to get to draft that one player. So, um, okay. Looking at the trade chart here, if the 49ers wanted to go up, this is the old school trade chart and it's a little bit outdated, but a lot of trades do line up somewhat. And mm-hmm. sometimes teams get more, sometimes teams get less and every team has their own chart that they like to use based on whether it's real trades or, you know, how they, you know, if, uh, you know, if a team at three wants to get above chart value and a team moving up wants to get less than chart value. So it depends on okay. who else is offering them and all that. But let's just say that this is somewhat gospel. 49ers need to go 1200 points from pick 12 up to 2,200 points up to pick three with Miami. So I think it's the first spot that you could probably move up. So that's 1,000 points. Okay. Their second round pick this year is worth 470 points. Their third round pick this year is worth 92 points. So you start losing value pretty quickly. Ooh, big time. Um, So essentially, if you wanted to go up to number three, according to chart value, and usually the pick in the coinciding round the next year is worth around later. So essentially a first round pick next year would be worth a second round pick this year as far as value. That's kind of what the idea is. And it's not always exactly like that. So it might be because you just don't between. know where that pick's going to be. Right. Uh, so 
using that as a basis, the, the second rounder this year for the 49ers worth 470, let's say it's somewhere more than that, but less than what the first rounder is worth at 1,200 points. Let's say something like uh, 600 points, which is pick 31 in the first okay. round. So let's, let's place that value on next year's first. So to move up from 12 to 3, it would take next year's first and this year's second. If, if they've, and if, this year's first. And and they're yeah and they're pick twelve yeah so we take yeah. twelve next year's first and a second so maybe you could say okay two thirds is worth two seconds maybe that would get a deal done to go all the way to three and it would depend on how bad Miami wants to get out of that pick if they still like a player that they think will be there at twelve and obviously if there's a bunch of other teams trying to get in because maybe a team like Carolina at eight is offering just as much but they're four picks ahead in the first round sure so, um, that's, that's so, a lot of points right what's the difference in points between eight and twelve. So going up, to, uh, it's for, uh, 200 points, 14 to, yeah. to uh, 1,200. Yeah. Okay, that's a lot. It's, but that's, yeah, see, so that's why it's like pick six or seven, the chart value says that a second rounder should get you up to pick six or seven. I think that's key is not giving up future first. If you're able to give up a, si- uh, a second, or if you're able to give up like a third this year and a second next year, something like that for a team that really wants to get out that is okay with dropping down five or six spots. And uh, I think one of the keys for the 49ers, which is a good thing, if they do want to trade up, I think they're in the zone of eliteness as far as what prospects will be there. I think the teams at, say, if a team like Philly at six was willing to move back, they would say, you know what, we're going to get pretty close to the same caliber of prospect at 12 as we would be at six. So let's take the extra picks and maybe we won't have our choice. But we know that one of these guys, one of these elite 12 or so prospects will be there guaranteed at pick 12. So I think that does help the 49ers in a trade up. Well, I think that also the Eagles signing Joe Flacco helps the 49ers as well. Well, because they're done hurt. You've got Flacco. Yeah, Yeah. they're not looking quarterback, (laughs) right? I mean, they're set. Uh, They're done. Yeah, they got uh, Jalen Jalen Hurts backing up Joe Flacco now, so they're they're good. Right. Right. Oh no! Wait, the other way around. (laughs) Come on. Come on. You got an elite quarterback coming off the bench, man. We'll see. We'll see. uh, And you got the next best thing. Jalen Hurts is the the next big thing. Anyway, all right, we're out of time. Good stuff, man. Any more quick questions? Let's see. Is it odd that Alex Mack did not hear from Jimmy before the press conference? Oh, I did pick up on that. Good, good ears from A.A. Ron on Twitter. Alex Mack said he hadn't talked to Jimmy yet. Is it just because it was so easy for them to sign Alex Mack? It was the most obvious free agent fit that they didn't need to put the full court press on. I mean, uh, there was (laughs) all this talk about how Patrick Mahomes and and, uh, Quentin Nelson in Indianapolis was, you know, doing work for Trent Williams, trying to get him signed and convince him to bring him over the quarterback. The guy that's going to be taking snaps from Alex Mack didn't even give him a call and say, hey, you should sign with San Francisco. It's interesting. Yeah, maybe, maybe that says a sign that Jimmy's not going to be around very much longer. The 49ers aren't trying to use him to lure people in. Uh-oh. Drama. <laughs> uh, a name to remember, Davis Mills at quarterback outside of round one. Got Shanahan written all over him. Have you followed Davis Mills at all from Stanford? He had a nice little pro day, a quick time, quick release. I think he had the sixth fastest time to throw in college football last year. Um, very Matt Ryan-esque sort of a prospect, I think. But and it was a big-time recruit coming out of high school. Had some injuries, though, early in his career. I think he's torn at least one ACL. So it took him a while to get on the field and play a role. And then, obviously, there was a sort of a shortened season last year in college. So he hasn't started a ton of games but there might be something there. I could see that being a guy that Shanahan likes a lot. I think as long as, as Shanahan doesn't get up on a table for him, I'm in. That's kind of when you know it's going to go wrong, right? How about this one? Another one that um, internet sleuths thought was interesting. 
with Trent Williams' press conference is he didn't call John Lynch about that offer. He called Kyle Shanahan about that offer. They FaceTimed. They're like best buds. Does that mean Shanahan's calling the shots? Didn't call John Lynch? You got you to play the percentages. You know, you send in the, the right person to, to talk to the, the other right person, right? It's like a, a negotiation tactic. Oh, it's like when you're a kid and and dad says no, so you go ask mom instead. Yeah, or, or yeah, you know someone's distracted, and you're like, I'm going to go ask them while they're distracted because I know that I'm going to get what I want because they're just going to say, yes, I leave them alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm on the phone. What do you want? Uh, can I go outside? Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Yeah, fine. And it's like pouring outside and hailing. <laughs> but they don't care. They didn't notice. And then you let them figure, let the adults figure it out later. That's exactly well, right. Who gave Williams $138 million? Yeah. <laughs> you did what? You did. Remember, you were on the phone. Did you, oh, is that did what you said? check with me first? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't remember? It was your idea. Let's stay into overtime. Here was uh, an email from Denmark. From I, I believe it's Mods is how you pronounce it. M-A-D-S. Mads, Mods. Appreciate the email. He said, first of all, greetings from Denmark. For the past three years, I've been a huge fan of your show. During off-season time, I've had time to reflect on my greatest moments in Locked On 49ers history. Here are the top three. Counting them down, up from three. Number Ooh. three, the ongoing discussion between you and Nick about ranch sauce and other condiments. This is good <laughs> inspirational stuff. When living in Denmark, where we don't have nearly as big a condiments selection as you guys have. I did not know that about Denmark. Yeah, Anti-condiment it's not over just, there. Yeah, it's not just Denmark. My brother lives in Vienna, and they just don't have ranch dressing there. Like, what do they have? Thing. Like mayonnaise, they, mustard? They have no? this stuff. It's like a yogurt sauce. It's kind of similar, but like, it's not. Like you know, it just doesn't taste like ranch. I'm a fan of the yogurt sauce. I'm okay with that. Yeah, like anytime my parents go visit him or I send him a package or something, I include a, a nice ranch bottle in there. <laughs> like that. Same as there's a never. few things that he misses. is like that, mac and cheese, and uh, refried beans are like things you have to go to special import stores over there to get, and they're like ridiculously overpriced. Refried beans. That's hilarious. I, I could see that. That, that makes yeah. sense regionally that that's not And just things that you miss that you don't you take for granted when you live here. Does he bring you back Vienna sausages? Uh, yeah, he does. Actually, okay. he's brought sausages, he brings beer, and he brings uh, mustards, different mustards. Okay, yeah, there we go. See, that's if, as long as they got different mustards, I'd be cool. Oh, oh yeah, he, he brings me all kinds. It's, it's wonderful. Number two, the Wink is on Fire mashup you did last year. Amazing stuff. That's my Thank favorite. You. I appreciate it. That was fun. <laughs> I'm going to have to go find that. I don't know where the audio is for that one. I mean, th- that you was killed that. That was live, too, so th- that can't oh, be yeah. replicated. That was real laughter for me. I, was, I couldn't control myself. He says, number one, this is actually the reason why I'm writing to you. The Nick Mullins rant from Angry Fan. We are a couple of guys, and we have been searching the web for this sound clip, but cannot find it, so could you please play it again? That was um, amazing. Nick Mullins! <laughs> I don't have the whole thing. I just have the little clips I have. Several! <laughs> Nothing good happens! Ever! <laughs> yeah, that was good stuff. Uh, I enjoyed that. Uh, I think if you look up angry, it was a New York Giants fan. It was after the uh, Niners beat the Giants this year. So uh, that might help you find the whole thing. But um, yeah, fantastic stuff. Oh, hello I mean, to Denmark. Unfortunately, Nick Mullins is injured. We're not going to get to use those sounders a lot anymore. I know. We'll, we'll still bring them up. They'll yeah. be reasoned enough. Hopefully there is. I mean, there's always several reasons to use uh, all these things. <laughs> All right. Well played. Thank you for the emails and tweets. And Nick, thank you once again for joining me right here on the podcast. Nick Mullins. He just outperformed Nick Mullins.